2: presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything.
1: It's Wednesday, August 18th. I'm Oscar Ramirez from the Daily Dive podcast in Los Angeles, and this is Reopening America. Many COVID relief programs have been the subject of fraud by scammers, but a whole slew of international scam artists have taken advantage of the enhanced unemployment benefits offered up to those affected by the pandemic. Russian scammers, Chinese hackers and Nigerian scammers have used stolen identities easily accessed from data breaches and relaxed verification requirements to make bogus claims for COVID aid. Aging state unemployment systems also contributed to the problem. The scams are so widespread, we don't really know how much money has been stolen, but it is believed to be in the hundreds of billions of dollars. Kit Ramgopal, reporter with the investigative unit at NBC News, joins us for how they did it. Thanks for joining us, Kit.
3: Thanks for having me
1: wanted to talk about how scam artists were taking full advantage of all the COVID benefits that the government was putting out there, mostly in the unemployment area. A lot of stories already about fraud and billions of dollars being siphoned out by scammers. But we're getting a- another look into this and how international scam artists were a big part of this. Uh, Russian mobsters, Chinese hackers, Nigerian scammers were pulling tens of billions of dollars out of COVID benefits meant for Americans, obviously. So, Kit, uh, help us walk through some of this. What are we seeing with these scam artists?
3: Yeah, so basically it is kind of a perfect storm. You've got $900 billion in unemployment benefits at this point, and the biggest bucket of scammers that are paying attention to it appear to be foreign criminals, disturbingly, according to law enforcement sources. So as you had said, we're talking sophisticated, organized criminal groups operating out of China, Russia, Nigeria, who really conduct these scams in a variety of ways. One of the most common ways is making use of all of the social security numbers and personal data that are out for sale on the dark web, which are extremely valuable in the context of unemployment insurance scams. And they're able to move this money out of the country using payment apps and money mules. And we're still pulling back the curtain on right. a lot of this at this point. We're not sure in total how much has been stolen and what portion of that has gone to foreign criminal groups. But, you know, the rhetoric from law enforcement and officials on this is really clear and stark that this is you know one of the biggest fraud schemes that they've seen in a long time and an economic attack on the United States.
2: Yeah, as
1: you mentioned, you know these are sophisticated outfits, but the actual implementation of this was was pretty easy, relatively speaking. A lot of them exploited these new things that benefits for contractors and gig workers. You know, there was a lot of easing of rules so that people can access their money a lot quicker. And some of these crooks were getting on FaceTime using masks and other creative ways to fool some of these face identification stuff. But that's one of the ways where they're able to get in. Uh, So many rules were relaxed around this that's how they were able to strike.
3: Exactly. And, you know, the unemployment system in general had struggled with issues of outdated tech and weak verification systems for years, decades, flagged by federal watchdogs over and over again. And then on top of that, you know, kind of already precarious situation, the CARES Act really tried to make benefits easier to access for obvious reasons. In particular, they opened benefits up to people who aren't usually eligible State economy workers, contractors, the self-employed, which was, of course, much needed, but created issues from a fraud standpoint, because there's no employer who can really verify those claims. It's basically built around self-certification, the honor system. I
1: wanted to focus a little bit on uh, the money and kind of where states stand on it. As you mentioned, you know, we really don't know how much has been taken. The FBI has 2,000 investigations open with all of this They've recovered about 100 million. The Secret Service was able to get back 1.3 billion, but we're we're seeing numbers you know that far <laughs> exceed all of that. And uh, you talk about how some of this underreporting and all this stuff. So more than two thirds of states, 34 of them, said they they didn't have any cases of theft, overpayments, or anything like that. But that just isn't true. I mean, they, they, this is happening all over the place. Yeah the the
3: accounting for these sums is a, a really difficult process. We reached out to state agencies back in the winter and asked them how much they thought they had lost to fraud. And the vast majority of them simply didn't know at that point. And, you know, the inspector general for the Labor Department has said there will be at least $87 billion in misspent unemployment funds, which is a conservative estimate that assumes no spike in fraud rates compared to previous years. And, you know, as we're talking about right now, we know fraud did spike. So the question is, how much did it spike and how much higher will it push that uh, $87 billion? And, you know, both the FBI and the inspector general declined to give actual estimates of what that would be. Um, an identity verification company, ID.me, that's on the front lines of this issue in 27 states has, you know, said publicly that they think there'll be more like $400 billion. Wow. And that is obviously, as you were talking about, in really stark contrast to the Department of Labor, which has totaled up. A little bit over a billion dollars across all states in these three CARES Act related programs. California, for instance, had only, you know, in the data, they are shown to only have reported about two million in fraud across the CARES Act programs, and that's after publicly acknowledging over eleven billion in unemployment fraud after a January audit. So there's there's a lot of pieces that still have to fall into place when it comes to getting a final number on yeah. this. And yeah. we probably won't have some for some time.
1: Definitely. Yeah. The question constantly begs itself though. So how do they do this? And you profiled, I guess there was a Nigerian fraud ring. They're called Scattered Canary. And they took some advantages in Google systems. They were able to make a bunch of different state unemployment accounts and that's how they were able to get the money. So how did they go about it?
3: They have gone about it in a lot of different ways. As you had mentioned, there is a lot of use of these, this data that is on the dark web and can then be repurposed for use across multiple states. And on top of that, there's a lot of these fraudsters like the ones that have Scattered Canary that then, you know, really share tips on how to get past these state systems on the dark web or on telegram channels. So there's kind of this body of knowledge that has grown around the weaknesses in state systems and that, you know, even as state systems now are uncovering them, there's so much attention that is spent on this from a criminal angle that even as the bleeding is stopping, there are still, you know, many instances of success, unfortunately.
1: In their case, they were able to take advantage of a quirk in Google system that doesn't recognize dots in email addresses. So they were mm-hmm. able to open up, you know, multiple email addresses that are very similar to each other and that's how they went about it and you know obviously we know the money that's attached to everything especially when at the height of the pandemic where people were able to claim so much in extra unemployment benefits I mean they were making a ton of money and then as you also alluded to transferring them to cash apps sending it out of the country changing it into bitcoin I mean they had made a whole business out of all of this stuff so yeah, I'm sure we'll continue to hear more about how the fraud was going rampant and all of this stuff. But, you know, we'll we'll continue to monitor all of that. Kit Ramgopal, reporter with the investigative unit at NBC News. Thank you very much for joining us.
3: Thank you. Appreciate
1: it. I'm Oscar Ramirez, and this has been Reopening America. Don't forget that for today's big news stories, you can check me out on the Daily Dive podcast every Monday through Friday. So follow us on iHeartRadio or wherever you get your podcasts.